Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we have breaking news all over the uh, FBI's illegitimate, illegal, you know, kick down the doors Gestapo move in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, we're going to get try to get Boris up here in a few minutes, uh, but we've got big news down the cartel war in the uh, southern border. And of course, it's the one year anniversary. It's the one year anniversary of uh, the humiliating retreat from Afghanistan. So if I want to go to Oscar Blue Ramirez, Oscar, give us an update, particularly the fact of the four individuals look like they're rolled up in Tijuana. I just want everybody to understand this and in particular our international audience, but also folks in the United States and folk, folks that don't live in the Southwest United States or in the Western States, you know, uh, this war with the cartels and the civilian casualties, particularly taken last Thursday and whereas you're talking about essentially a suburb of El Paso, I would actually actually say it is El Paso. Whereas in El Paso, kind of one in the same city. There's a there's a wall. In fact, that's where we built. We built, the, I think, the best model wall ever built right up the side of that mountain was right in the heart of El Paso to stop the cartels. Um, when you talk about Tijuana, that's essentially a suburb of San Diego, California. So you have this cartel war on our southern border that is now uh, is rapidly going to come to our side of the border because they're taking civilian casualties. They're damaging civilian property. This has gone far beyond what they normally do, which is just you know, the gangs going after themselves or corrupt federalities, et cetera. So uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez down in Tijuana, give us an update. And you've already been moved a couple of times as we try to set your shot up by the police already. What is going to, you got to be very careful because they're going to start targeting journalists here quite rapidly, Oscar. So give us an update, particularly on this breaking news you had this morning about the terrorism charges. Yes, sir. For the first time in history, the Mexican authorities are going to prosecute the first four individuals out of 19, sir, we got just the new statistics and the government of Baja California, they released 19. That just lose. I just, I just uh, dropped. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to try to get to Oscar Ramirez again. Like I said, we had the shot set up, but the police have already rolled him around a couple of times. Let me play. Can we play the cold open I've got for Afghanistan? Let's play the cold open. We got general Baldick who's running for the Senate up in uh, in New Hampshire. I've also got Frank Gaffney. We're also trying to take calls from the candidates. The candidates today trying to take down the dynasties of the Cheneys in Wyoming. That would be uh, Hageman, Harriet Hageman. Also, uh, Kelly Chabaco, who joined us this morning. She's around. The, as you can imagine, these are not the easiest cell zones to get. Also, Sarah Palin is, uh, is hurling around. Uh, so we'll try to catch us, catch Ken. On these huge uh, primaries going to take place tomorrow. General Bullock is running for this uh, in the Republican primary, which is not till September 13th in the uh, live free or die state. Let's go ahead and play the cold open. Let's play the cold open regarding Afghanistan, and we'll come back to Gaffney and General Bullock. President, some some Vietnamese veterans see echoes of their experience in this withdrawal in Afghanistan. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam? With some people feeling with, none whatsoever, with zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. Last 10 years, um, our government has been trying to figure out what our mission should be, how to declare victory. And I think Joe Biden, what Joe Biden did was that um, he's, 
he remembered a debate he had with President Obama when he was vice president. He lost that debate. And so as president, he decided to close down a mission he didn't believe in anymore. The problem is, what about the implications? And I think this is the key moment for us. If Afghanistan res returns to being a safe haven for Islamists, what have we spent 20 years doing there? So yes, we beat Al-Qaeda, we beat that generation of Al-Qaeda, but there is another generation, which we saw with ISIS, of Islamists who are willing to do harm to, 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 to the rest of the world. Are they gonna find a home in the, in the Taliban-controlled Afghanistan? That is the great challenge, and if that occurs, this is the Saigon moment for President Biden. It is the Saigon moment. Saigon was 46 years ago, 30 April, the year of our Lord, 1975. This is tonight, you're in the War Room Alive special, Sunday, 15 August, the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, Kabul has fallen. The uh, flag of the Taliban is over the presidential palace. Uh, they're mocking the United States and its allies by uh, doing live press conferences, including an individual who claims he was at Gitmo for eight years. They're doing live press conferences inside the uh, inside the presidential palace. I want to thank Real America's Voice. That was from a year ago. It was on a Sunday night. I think we were the only people up and, and, and broadcasting live outside some of the major cable channels. We were able to report that. I want to bring in General uh, Baldick now, a kind of a legendary special operator who's running in a very tough Republican primary up in New Hampshire and then would take on the incumbent senator. Uh, General, uh, I don't think there's any question that we're less safe today than we were a year ago after that absolute complete debacle in uh, in Afghanistan. Part of the place we're uh, the unsafe is on a new failed state that's about to happen here in Mexico on our southern border where the cartels now are outright war with state and provincial officials and certain elements of the federales. Of course, some of the federales are actually working for them. What is your assessment overall, sir? Well, the assessment overall is America uh, has is is weaker than it has ever been, uh, and that is because of the Biden administration over the last two years of this administration. And you know, yesterday in a debate, I called Biden administration an existential threat to America, and I stick by those comments, and I believe it to be absolutely true. And she's. And he's got the full support of senators like Maggie Hassan here in New Hampshire, who, you know, support him 100 percent of the time. The Afghanistan debacle withdrawal, the surrender that he, uh, you know, that that he presided over and that the State Department and Department of Defense and all the generals and admirals failed our service members uh, all the way down the line, weakened America to the point where China, Russia, North Korea, Iran have all uh, expanded their capabilities and made themselves much more dangerous uh, to our to our country. And he's carried that policy over into the United States with his border policies, his energy policies, this this uh, unbelievable inflation. And what he's doing to our military uh, with the COVID vaccination requirements, the the uh, teaching of the equivalent of CRT the pronoun training, uh, all these things that are distractors. And the generals and admirals are allowing him to do it. And the Heritage Foundation, Steve, you know, published another report saying that American military is marginally capable of fighting and winning its wars. They can't recruit. They can't retain uh, anybody. Their strategic Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Army, uh, their missile defense, uh, their nuclear forces, everything is at marginal capability right now. And this has to change, or America is going to be in huge trouble uh, security-wise, more so than it is today. But this is just a reflection of a uh, of bad leadership and uh, a bad Congress, uh, representatives and senators not doing the right thing for our country. General, to the, the good folks, the patriots up in uh, in New Hampshire, live free or die, have always had this kind of um, courage and, and patriotism and spirit since the very founding of this republic. Do, do, they, do they understand, are they getting the information that, um, you know, whether it's the South China Sea or the defense of Taiwan, which is really Silicon Valley West, or 
on the southern border right now where there's a, a, a Normandy-type evasion every month, and now you've got the cartels who are actually going after civilians. So that whole thing is going to blow across. And, of course, a lot of this is about fentanyl, about drugs, and about human trafficking and the profits. The, do, do those folks get that we're under siege right now and that this kind of woke administration and, and woke corporatism is, is, is hurting us dramatically and the fact that the Army can't recruit the kind of red-blooded kids they always got in there that can actually do the fighting? You know, Steve, I've, I've been uh, in this campaign now for two years longer than any other candidate, and I'm the only candidate that's been in every town and city in this state, some multiple towns some multiple times, and they are very worried about the border. They're very worried about the insecurity here for a variety of reasons, and you mentioned them, right? Uh, and so they are very attuned to that, and they're very, very worried about China uh, and ch what China's doing in this country, buying farmland and starting businesses and, and doing things, and this administration's very weak response to uh, to China and the fact that China is pretty much in, is involved in every single one of our institutions and weakening those institutions. And they blame the career politicians for that who are more interested in, in you know, special interests and lobbyists and, and uh, you know, the, the rich political elite and some sort of globalist agenda that puts America second puts our values and principles last, puts our constitutional republic last. And they are very, very worried because they see, just like I do, the, their, their current lives are, they're struggling with everything that this administration has done. But more importantly, they're very worried about the future of their children and grandchildren. Uh, before I let you go, um, I know the Patriots uh, in New Hampshire are law and order types. I know you are. What's your assessment? Because there's breaking news this afternoon. The DOJ say they're going to release certain aspects of maybe the search warrant, but they're not going to release the affidavit. And we understand how radioactive the affidavits were in the Russia hoax situation, the FISA courts. What's the sense when you go around and talk to people in New Hampshire? What's the sense of this Mar-a-Lago situation, particularly the FBI's involvement uh, in Merrick Garland's personally? Well, you know, uh, the people of New Hampshire are very concerned about the justice system. They're concerned about the double standard, and they have been for a very long time. And they saw it play out for four years with the Trump administration and, you know, uh, you know, with the impeachments and the Russia probe. And, and then they saw the Hillary emails and, and Hunter Biden and, and all these people that have money and wealth and status and how they can get away with anything they want. And the rest of us are going to be put in jail. And they've also made it so expensive for people to get any justice, right? They got to pay thousands and thousands of dollars in order to be able to have themselves represented. And that is so inconsistent with our constitution. They put money and power above the people. And, and they're seeing that now. And they're very, very concerned. And, you know, what, what happened to President Trump was absolutely unnecessary. And the Department of Justice was absolutely wrong. They created divisiveness by not, hey, listen, if you're going to raid any, any former president's personal residence, I don't care if it's President Trump, Carter, Bush, um, or Clinton, you better get on, you better get up on the net and tell the American people what the hell you're doing and why that is justified. And right now, people of New Hampshire are wondering, what is going on and what are they doing? And it's just one political action after another in order to maintain their power uh, in Washington, D.C. And it's not playing well at all, and it shouldn't play well. Live free or die. Well, how do people get to your campaign site, General? Well, you go to Don Baldick, you know, www.donbaldick.com. Please go there. I need as much help as I you know, as I can get to fight this, uh, you know, you know, um, uh, Maggie Hassan in the United States Senate. Uh, she's got all the money in the world from all the wrong people she's bought and paid for. I want money from you so that I can fight her uh, and serve you. General Bolick, thank you for being here in the war. We'll get all your social media up. Also, on the anniversary 
of the uh, inglorious retreat from Afghanistan. Going to the southern border next. Talk also about Mar-a-Lago. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Okay, there we are. This is today. For uh, our podcast and radio audience, you're seeing amazing footage of the military in Mexico going into action against the cartels. Let's bring in Oscar Blue Ramirez, who's just been doing incredible work. He's now up in Tijuana. You've had to move around a bunch of times, Oscar. I understand that. Well, why, why are the authorities moving the reporters around? Is it for your security? They don't want you to see certain things? I mean, tell us what's going on. Specifically, Mr. Bannon, it's for our integrity, it's for safety. Uh, right now, I was at the outside of the headquarters, uh, of the military headquarters, with a huge convoy of intelligence, which I send the footage, and I don't know if you guys have it, but uh, there was a huge convoy of, of, of private investigators that they just arrived, more than 100 vehicles that just arrived today to also, you know, to provide support for the military, for the investigations of these individuals that they have been arrested which they have been now, the number is, Mr. Bannon, 19, sir. 19 uh, individuals have been arrested, which these individuals, four of them, already been transferred into the city of Mexico, which they are going to be uh, judged under uh, organized crime and under terrorism. This is the first time in history that the government of Mexico is going to be punishing and is going to be put on judgment for individuals for terrorism uh, against the citizens of Mexico, sir. Okay, hang on. This footage is absolutely unbelievable. It's almost as impressive as the footage you got of the Mexican troops showing up. I see these massive lines of cars coming. You're saying these are actually backup law enforcement that are there for to roll these guys up and to actually incarcerate them now on, on terrorism charges? And you're saying 19 of the cartel members? It was four this morning saying 19 cartel members have been rounded up? Yes, 19 individuals have been arrested, uh, and these units that they just arrived, but we were we have been waiting for more than two to three hours to just get to this point so we can record the special agents, uh, ministerial special agents from the military that they have sent uh, to outside to the headquarters, and we catch them on a live video as they were arriving. They were going to have a meeting so they will know how to expand uh, to the whole city and also provide information and also to provide intelligence for the military operation that is being deployed around the whole state of Baja, California, sir. That means that the borders that they are next to California, that is Mexicali, next to steps away from Calexico, Tecate, California, that is next to Tecatito, California, Tijuana, that is next to San Diego, California. All of these borders, they are being now military deployment to protect the citizens, ultimately, of Mexico and also uh, to remain the security to the border, sir, of the United States of America. Okay, so, Oscar, this amazing kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, up armor, obviously with investigators, with military, with paramilitary, is this coming? Because the question is, the federal allies and the federal government, the, particularly the president, has seemed to be quite soft on the cartels. I understand there's been rumors for years he's in business with them, he's a populist, he's taking money from them. None of that's ever been proven. But his his 
at least his words have always been a couple of weeks ago or two weeks ago. He said they have human rights like everybody else, the cartel heads. Is this just coming from the governors of uh, like Baja is the regional governors and, 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 and like you're going to see you're seeing action now from the regional governor of where Juarez is. Is it coming from actual state officials or is it coming from the, uh, the federal government? Sir, and, and, and this is coming from the state governors. Uh, they are pushing the Mexican president for support. And you're not going to believe this. We have been waiting for the morning conference of the president. And today he said that the conservatives and the right wing media are the ones that they're sensationalizing this news. He says that there was just barely little vehicles that they were burned and they, that the right wing media and the conservatives, they are talking about a mass number of people that they have died in terms to this attack. Sir, I... 11 people, 11 innocent souls were murdered by the organized crime on Thursday in Juarez. I don't know where this man is going to get his seriousness and when he is going to actually realize that we are under attack by the organized crime, the cartels, and that our sovereignty, our security, and the integrity of the citizens. And in the borders, it is at stake. I don't know when is he going to realize that because the governors of Baja California and ultimately also the governor of Chihuahua with the mayor of Ciudad Juarez, they're pushing him for him to do something in return to provide security for our for our state. And he actually is doing that. But his state, they're actually ridicule and they're, he's not providing seriousness to the occasion and to the, and to the actual effects that this is causing, sir. The American consulate in uh, in, uh, in in Tijuana, because it's such a huge uh, vacation population, tourist population comes from San Diego, people all over the country, and they always want to take at least a day or two to go to Tijuana, said shelter in place. That That's not right when media making it up. The footage that you've shown since last week, and you were the first person on this when you were down in even in Tapachula, to show what was happening and some of the towns in the south, and then what happened in Juarez, that's not right-wing media. I mean, those 11 civilians were murdered in cold blood in Juarez. Uh, what's happened in Tijuana is what's happening. And i got to tell you, for him to say that was just so shocking, those troops that are walking around up-armored, like a fully deployed battalion in, in, of American troops in Afghanistan, th that's, that is your camera lying? And what you just saw with those investigators, that looked like 100 cars backed up to round up these terrorists. Uh, Oscar, I'm going to ask you to hold. I realize it's, it's your equipment's coming in and out there, but I'm going to ask you to hold because I want to bring you back. Let me go to Frank Gaffney for a second. Frank, uh, I know the Committee on the Present Danger of China, we've been warning about this forever, that you know we're worried. And we, it, it, Look, you can't extract from Afghanistan and just give it to the Chinese Communist Party. But whether it's Ukraine or Afghanistan, there's been more focus put on, quite frankly, borders, that are 12,000 miles away or 10,000 miles away. And now we're seeing it in living daylight. And finally, they've done what we wanted to do here in the States is, is to call the cartels a terrorist organization. Of course, it had to be the governor of Baja, California to do it, not the federal government. We should have done that to the cartels like we should have done it with the Muslim Brothers uh, 25 or 30 years ago. Uh, Frank, tell us how bad is the situation from a national security point of view of what's exploding on the southern border right there in Juarez, essentially a suburb of El Paso, Texas, and in Tijuana, which is basically a suburb of San Diego, California, sir. Could I just say a word about General Bolduc and Afghanistan? A sure. Great hero. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I do want to just echo what he said about Afghanistan. Steve, it would be bad enough if we'd surrendered the place to the Chinese, which we effectively have done. We've also surrendered it to the people that we were attacked by and that we routed out of there for a time. Um, the Taliban, yes, but Al-Qaeda. Uh, we've got Islamic State there. We've got all kinds of other Sharia supremacist jihadis. And a couple of things are particularly worrying. They've got $83 billion of our arms. They've got somewhere between 70,000 and 100,000 unknown persons in this country, the majority of whom are unaccompanied military-aged men, probably Taliban, jihadis in our midst, and not least, next door, you got Pakistan. And they are toppling the government of Pakistan if they can, and they will then become armed not just with $83 billion of our advanced conventional weapons, but probably nuclear weapons as well. This is a huge problem, quite apart from China getting access to all of that stuff. 
On the southern border, Steve, you've covered this, I think, better than anybody with the help of our friends from Real America's Voice and elsewhere. We are facing an invasion. It is a real national security threat. Again, we have no idea who's coming across that border. Um, even the ones that we intercept, we don't know their identities mostly. And then there's all the getaways. There are unquestionably people on the other side of that border who wish us harm. And yes, a lot of them are doing business as cartels and they're being enriched thanks to the Biden policy to the tune of whatever it is, tens of millions of dollars a day. They can do a lot of damage uh, on both sides of the border with that kind of cash flow. Beyond that, of course, we've got, and we've done a number of um, programs on this with our Committee on the Present Danger China, we've got the Chinese all over our hemisphere now, as well as the Russians, as well as the Iranians, Hezbollah, and the indigenous communists that are now taking over country after country. So what happens on that border isn't, of course, just a problem for the states and, and communities literal to it. It's now the whole country, and they're coming here with a purpose in mind, I think, some of them. They want economic opportunities, many of them for sure, but some of them are coming here to do us mortal injury, and we're leaving ourselves open to it, Steve. That is a national security threat of the first order. Frank, talk to us. We've got this seminar series. I want everybody to get out to see. Look, we've got Boris coming on at the bottom of the hour. There's a lot going on in the Mar-a-Lago situation, but we cannot allow that to take our eye off the ball. Although, obviously, we have President Trump's back and want him to announce ASAP. We can't take the eye off the ball on the economy, the CCP, Taiwan, the southern border. There's so many massive things going on. How is Quindy on the present danger? Walk me through your seminar series, and how can people get access to this great content? Well, I'm a little close to it to be completely impartial. I'm, I'm the moderator of these programs, but I will tell you, they're just stupendously impressive, each and every one of them. We've got two series, Steve. On Thursdays, as you know, uh, we document the nature of the unrestricted warfare that's being waged against us by the Chinese Communist Party. It's been going on for decades, but it's now very palpable, damaging our country. Um, last week, we did a fascinating one on supply chain vulnerabilities, what that's translating into for our country. I think this week we're going to do one on people's war, which the Chinese Communist Party has declared against our country. The companion to that series is one about what harm Americans are doing in the service of the Chinese Communist Party. We call it USA Betrayed. Last week we did it on Biden's takedown of the U.S. military. Stunning assessment of how damaged the military is now, by virtue of all these purges and vaccine mandates and all the rest of it. Tomorrow, we're going to do one that's singularly important about the China model with respect to this pandemic, which has created not only a very bad response to the COVID-19 biological warfare attack, but also created, I think, real damage for our country's freedoms as well. Frank, how do people, real quickly, how do people get to the easiest way to get to the briefings? They're all at presentdangerchina.org. You can get the videos. You can also register for the upcoming programs, including tomorrow's The China Model. Frank Gaffney, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Short break, Boris Epstein, about Mar-a-Lago next. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. 
Public SQ. That's Public SQ, Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You see, they create crises, so they take your off the ball. We're not going to do it here. Fox News, in fact, has got up, and the Daily Mail has amazing footage of, guess what, coming through Eagle Pass in Del Rio, Texas, 2,000 illegal aliens crossing you know, simultaneously. New York City is in meltdown right now. Eric Adams and uh, Alvin Bragg, because Abbott, which I thought was kind of a stunner at first, but he keeps sending them to D.C., keeps sending illegal aliens to D.C. and to uh, into New York City, and they're in full meltdown. The mayor, Bowser's called out the National Guard. They didn't. They said, we can't do it. But she says, I need the National Guard. And they're getting a couple of thousand a week. We have as many as hit the beach at Normandy coming across every month. And that does not include the getaways. Now you have a cartel war. The cartel war is now exploding. And the Mexican government is frozen. Mexico is going to collapse into a failed state. We've said that. We are, we, we are not wrong about these things. You're seeing right now is these brave governors of these states like in Baja, California, they're sitting there going, hey, I got to call out the troops. I got to call investigators. I roll these guys up on to being terrorists because I'm not getting any support uh, above me. You're about to see something explode. They gunned down 11 innocent civilians in Juarez. That's why we built that wall a couple of years ago. Juarez, you saw from those movies, Juarez is a city that's out of control and it's basically just part of El Paso, Texas. We're, this is why Hispanic Americans in this country are voting for us. We have to show the working class and the working poor on those border cities that we will defend them. You have to show it. If you do it, it's going to have, first off, you have to do it for the country. Number two, it's politically smart because nobody defends them. Number three, every town in New Hampshire, what did General Boldick said? Every time he goes around to a town or village, they're talking about the invasion on the southern border. This Daily Mail story from Fox News actually says, you know, the representative down there saying, hey, he talked to the to the president of Guatemala. And the guy goes, Biden's never called me. They're, they haven't looked for any help. Nobody's looked for any assistance. This is a scandal. I keep saying it's going to be the first article of impeachment. And now that the cartels are at each other's throats, all because of money and control of the drug trade and because of control of, uh, of human trafficking, it's going to spill over into the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas Arizona, California, and you're going to see blood. You're going to see American citizens' blood now spilled in huge quantities. You watch. This is going to start to spin out of control. And they're trying to distract us with the jackboots going down for this ransacking and desecration of Mar-a-Lago. Let's bring in Boris Epstein. Boris, all kind of news this afternoon. And I keep telling you, that, oh, they, they can release everything. They're going to release more stuff on the, on the search runs, but they can't release the affidavit. Can't possibly do that because that would give a roadmap on their investigation. It's another bald-faced lie. They don't want to show in the affidavit. They don't mention anything about the 3 June visit. Don't mention anything about President Trump being cooperative. They don't mention anything. President Trump's waving as they leave. Hey, you got any other questions? Call me, right? Call me. Contact me. Got any other questions? Just contact me, right? You're not going to see the affidavit. Now they're saying, oh, well, we can show this up, but we can't show the affidavit. Boris Epstein, get us up to date up to speed on what's happening. Steve, I'm literally working on this as we speak. Honored to be with you. Honored to be with the War Room Posse. The news today that they picked up the president's passports, three passports, you know, a couple of, you know, I believe one, two expired, one and, and one operational. They picked those up during the, during the raid and the break-in. Well, guess what? That is a huge violation of the Fourth Amendment, the search and seizure clause of the U.S. Constitution. Under the Fourth Amendment, you can't just go around searching and seizing people's information. And, and what's the DOJ going to say? Oh, the passport just fell in there. How do you mistake passports for a classified document? Or a, a hold it when they when they were rummaging when they were rummaging around when they were rummaging around his office and his desk. Right. They picked up passports and took oh, them. And, 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 right. Let's pick up. And and again, to the American people, these are facts that you have to know. The, the FBI, the DOJ showed up at Mar-a-Lago unannounced, demanded the cameras be turned off, the, which they were not, thankfully, demanded the lawyers be, lawyers wait outside, which they did. They were forced to do in 100-degree heat, heat, and then went and did whatever they would. The DOJ went and did whatever they wanted, the FBI, 
around Mar-a-Lago. And now we know for a fact they picked up documents they had no business picking up, including the president's personal passports. Passports, imagine. People could, the DOJ, FBI coming into your home looking for, you know, some whatever classified, which there was nothing, none of that, full cooperation and compliance by the president, and, and picking up passports. And there was a great statement from Taylor Budovich today, the president spoke to him and said, hey, now it's clear from the passports to the, to the picture book, to attorney-client privilege documents, to executive privilege documents, that the only entity, that the only group holding documents there are legally prohibited from holding is the DOJ, is the FBI. And of course now the DOJ is going to say, oh, no, you can't release the affidavit. Why? What are you holding back? Did they not reveal to the judge that there's, there had been full cooperation and compliance? Did they tell the judge, the president said, Steve, you know, let us know what else you need? Did they put any actual allegations in the affidavit? Or did they just ram it through this, you know, this liberal, this problematic judge down in Florida? So now the DOJ is opposing transparency after Merrick Garland told the American people there was going to be full transparency. The, the hypocrisy, the lying from the DOJ and the pathetic leaking of NASA, let leak the word nuclear. I wonder why they don't want to release the affidavit. Maybe it's because that word isn't in it. No conspiracies, no coincidences. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how the judge the judge rules on this. It's not, it's not an easy ruling for the, for the judge, but let's see how he rules. But the bottom line, Steve, is that the DOJ has now been irrefutably proven to be taking specific private documents, the president's passport, that they had no business touching whatsoever. The Fourth Amendment of the Constitution has been violated. Violated. Let alone attorney-client privilege, executive privilege, and so much more. Here's what I don't understand. I mean, this is obviously now a fishing expedition. They just went down there. They they went in and gave them some no doubt. spin on the affidavit. If they had the affidavit nailed Trump, the affidavit would have been out last week. So obviously it doesn't look good. And then particularly their history of lying, the history of lying or holding back information on, on affidavits that they've done in the past. But it's obvious from what they took that this is nothing more than a fishing expedition. Was it President Trump that had to find and that, that his passports were missing? Or did they come back and say anything about that in the inventory? I mean, how was this unearthed? Now, I don't want to get in the TikTok of it for specific reasons, Steve, but let's put it this way. The process has been extremely worrying. The process has been clearly, clearly not standard, and it's been it's been proven beyond beyond any doubt. Forget beyond any doubt that the DOJ has overstepped in a way that it, that really has never been precedented in American history. Unwarranted, unprecedented, un-American raid and break-in. And now we've got specific sections of the Constitution of the U.S. Constitution that have been implicated and violated, and the passports prove that further and further and further. So what's the next, I know you can't get specific, but generally for the audience, what's the next action step you see? I mean, it's so obvious well, then, that this was politically inspired. How do, we, how do we bring this thing to a head? Well, the next step is to see what the judge rules on this unsealing of the affidavit. You know, the New York Times Judicial Watch, that's a, the, the, the effective next step. And we expect that at some point at some point this week. I think that's going to touch off some other potential activity and actions. But here's the key for the audience. Always signal, not noise for the war room. It is to keep your mind right on the key facts. Full communication, full compliance, full cooperation, absolutely unnecessary, unwarranted, and un-American. If the DOJ thought there were documents they still wanted, why not make a call? Why not send an email? Why show up there with 25 agents and ransack the place? Oh, and by the way, pick up who knows what. We know attorney-client privilege documents. We know executive privilege documents. We know passports. And that's just what we know in the first week. This is going to end up being the most embarrassing expedition that the DOJ and FBI has ever taken. As you said, Steve, there have to be resignations. Have to be resignations. Boris, uh, social media so people can follow you. We know this story is breaking all the time. We'll have you back on tomorrow morning. But between now and then, how do people get to you? Absolutely. My honor to be with you. And it, this is the biggest story that's happened in, in a long time in America. And it's a story that is instructive. It's instructive for all of us how to push back against the authoritarian state. My social media, BorisCP.com, hot on BorisCP.com, hot on Getter at BorisCP, on Twitter at BorisCP, hot on Truth Social at Boris, and the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. And I'll see you tomorrow. 
Thanks, Boris. Uh, I want to go now. Do I have Mike Lindell? I want to go. We got. We have Eric. Eric Prince was at DefCon, which is the hackers conference last week. He came in. I've actually asked Eric and his partner Ryan Patterson to join us in the six o'clock show. They're going to talk about. They had whole breakout sessions there on just hacking election machines. Remember, I'm not a machine guy. But they went and I said, hey, would you specifically see, because they've got expertise in hacking everything from airplanes to, to missiles. You know, this is the, the number one hacker conference in the world. So he's going to report on what he saw in the next hour. Uh, Mike Lindell, walk us through. I, I'm doing this because every day we're going to do something leading up to the summit. Tell us about the summit. What can people expect and, uh, and, and who's going to be there? Well, I do expect you after you come to the summit, Steve, when it's done, you will be a, a machine guy, but you will never want to see a voting machine used in an election ever again. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't now. I'm, I'm, all, I'm a French, French guy. I want, I want all paper counted by the people in the community and finished at eight o'clock at night. I'm that. I'm just not the machines confused. But yeah, yeah. Eric said, Hey, he's going to tell you at six. They have a whole breakout room to go and they got all these hackers that just specialize in hacking voting machines. Yeah, absolutely. They said it took them two. It said it took them two hours. Right. Well, the uh, what we have, what we're doing here, you guys, the most important event of our lifetime could be one of the most events, important events in history. I believe it will be. You're going to see stuff that's going to shock the world, Steve. I, and as you know, um, for me to say, everything we've done over the last year and a half is leading up to this weekend. Everybody, we're going to have six segments. Everybody, first segment is how we got here. Through my eyes, uh, there'll be, um, if you go to Frank's speech, you can go right to uh, um, the, uh, the summit. Uh, it'll show all the speakers that are going to be speaking during, that, during those first three hours. Then we have the State of the States Address. This is a seven-hour event with every state in alphabetical order is going to be getting up on that stage and saying the footprint of their stage. What they what they found, what's went on, what's their blockers, who have their blockers been, what's going on with lawsuits that are uh, that you're not hearing about out there, uh, ones that are pending, uh, a lot of surprises during those seven hours. Every every state will be up there, and uh, it's going to be epic. Then at night, we're showing the movie selection code. It's a world premiere, free to the world. And uh, then the next morning, for the first two hours, will be I have. Uh, Hank Kuhneman, um, he's an amazing evangelist, pastor. He will be speaking. We'll have prayer the first hour for our nation. Then we'll have myself and Lance Walno speaking for the next hour. Then from 11 to 7 is the trial of the machines. If you, I'm telling you, this will be the most epic thing you've ever seen anybody out there. It's going to make worldwide news. It's going to be stuff that's... Uh, We'll be talking about for decades, maybe for hundreds of years to come. Um, that night, it was be a call to action from 7 to 9. There's all kinds of calls to actions. We're going to lay it out for the country, where we where we go from here, and uh, what you can do at home. But I will tell you right now, Steve, I'm making this a promise to everyone. All the pieces are here. The only way this fails is if people don't watch. If all of you out there can get everyone you know, get the Frank Speech app now. It's going to be live streamed on uh, 24-7 starting at 9 a.m. Saturday morning on Frank Speech, on Getter, on uh, RSBN. We're, let, we're putting the stream out everywhere, and uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Mike, Mike, just hang on through the break. I got uh, Mike Lindell. A couple of questions asking. Mike's going to hold through the break. We're also going to go back to Oscar back in uh, Tijuana next in the world. Okay, welcome back here in the war room. Want to make sure everybody understands. Download Getter. Get up on Getter. We're going live there 24-7. We're putting up information. You've got all our contributors Everybody up there, and there's so much breaking news on so many different fronts. You want to keep up to date on it, just get into the news feed, create your own news feed with different personalities and contributors over there. Mike Lindell, Mike, here's what I want everybody to understand. This is unlike South Dakota. We really can't uh, fit in. There's so many uh, officials coming from different states. We can't fit in the public. The public's invited to view this totally free on live stream. What we need the audience to be is just a force multiplier. Get other people right. you know. Uh, involved in watching and not just that push uh, certain content that really strikes you push it out so mike yeah. once again 
Every day we're going to have you on to talk about a different aspect of this. Right now, how do people just watch it for free? If we're going to be there in Springfield, Missouri right. for a couple of days, and we right. can't have the public, but we, we invited them right. uh, to come in digitally or through cyber, how do people get right. to this? You're going to go to get, go get the app right now, Frank Speech. You can watch it at frankspeech.com on Lindell TV. I my shows on every day here at 6 p.m. Central Time. Watch it there. You can watch us on Roku. Uh, but you guys go there. There's Frank Speech right there. You, at the moment of truth, someone tells the whole lineup. You guys need to go there and share, share, share. We have all six segments broke out in content. You can help save your country by sharing this content everywhere. That's emailing everybody you know, texting everybody you know, social media, True Social, Getter, Gab, Frank Speech, uh, even the Suckabucks Facebook, Twitter. Get the word out because if people watch, I'm telling you, it's over. This is going to be amazing. We're going to get rid of these machines once and for all, and get our country back, Steve. It's going to be what you're going to see happen at this weekend. This isn't something you can go, oh, I'll wait and watch it after the fact. No, we're going to 9 to 9, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, and we're going to flip it on its head so you can watch it taped here at Frank's Speech too. You need to watch some of it or all of it that weekend because there's it's a real-time thing that's going to change this country forever. Shoulder to the wheel. Mike Lindell, thank you, sir. I look forward to having you on tomorrow. Yep, thanks, Steve. Plus, in, in all this, we've got two massive primaries tomorrow. We're going to have the participants. They're, they're going around Alaska and Wyoming. They'll be calling in tomorrow. Two choose dynasties about to meet their fate, the Cheney dynasty in Wyoming, of course, the Murkowskis in Alaska. Let's go back to the southern border. If Denver could play it, Fox News has just broken on uh, Daily Daily Mail's picked it up. Just unbelievable footage 2,000, 2,000 illegal aliens coming across uh, the Rio Grande uh, River right there into Del Rio, Texas. Uh, Oscar, nobody's done a better job than Real America's Voice. You, Burkwam, Benzman, the whole crew of reporting this. Now we have not just an invasion, not just these caravans, not just, and, and the pe poor people in Mexico are, are got have all that blowing through there. In addition, we have a cartel war breaking out on Mexico's northern border whether it's in Juarez, whether it's in Tijuana, all those cities. You've been reporting down there. Just before we get you back tomorrow morning, what's the summary? Give us the summary of what's happening in this cartel war. 19 people, um, Mr. Bennett, are the ones that they are supposedly right now arrested. Out of the 19 people, four people already been, uh, been, been sent to the city of Mexico to be prosecuted on the grounds of terrorism for the first time in history. It is going to be on the grounds of terrorism, and people are going to be judged on that. And a lot of people were waiting on how they are going to be sentenced and how this is going to move forward. A little bit earlier today, we were in uh, outside of the house headquarters of the military headquarters, and the military told us to move because there was a huge convoy arriving of intelligence agents that they were practically, you know, going to be participating with the with, with the military to basically control the insecurity and to provide more tranquility into the citizens of Mexico. And now when it comes to this, Mr. Bannon, 2000 is just nothing. What is coming into Tapachula, it is 1200 per day, 1200 mm -hmm. per day. This is what the intelligence agency of the International Immigration has reported that 1200 per day are coming into the south borders of Mexico. That means Yucatan, that means Tabasco, that means Chiapas, that means the Gulf of Mexico. That means the whole southern border is being flooded with an enormous influx of migrants that they're coming in from Central and South America, sir. And to addition uh, Oscar, to that, you... sir, before I go, uh, sorry, sir. Yep. Sorry, sir. Go yes, ahead. go ahead, sir. Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Finish, Oscar. And and now, sir, what it, what is ha what is happening in Nicaragua with the socialist dictator of Daniel Ortega that has order the leftist radicals to destroy Christian churches and also Catholic churches, there's going to be another flood of Nicaraguan, uh, you know, migrants that they're going to come in into the southern border, sir. It's it's horrific. How do people get to you to follow this story uh, overnight till you're back on this morning, sir? Uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez on Getter, sir. Oscar Blue Ramirez on Twitter. Oscar Blue on Facebook. Oscar Blue Ramirez on, on YouTube. OscarBlueRamirez.com and Oscar Blue Ramirez and uh, Real America's Voice, sir. Thank you, sir. You're here. You stay safe. We'll have you back on here tomorrow morning. Watch Oscar all night on uh, on Getter. Uh, by the way, next hour, 
Eric Prince from uh, DEFCON about the hacking of the machines. Also, Naomi Wolf is going to blow you up her new information about women in the vaccine. Real quickly, we need everybody healthy. The, the feedback I've gotten from Salty of people that have ordered it have been absolutely amazing. I asked uh, Krom Carmichael to come on. Krom, real quickly, how do people order this? Everybody wants to know, are you in stock uh, and, uh, and, and how good is it? Uh, and how do they get it? Because right now, everybody's been raving to me. They want you to back on. Well, Steve, I, I appreciate you having me back on because you've got a lot, obviously, a lot going on, a lot to talk about and to inform all of your all of your uh, my listeners. Uh, but Salty, the way to get Salty, let me start with that, is that you go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. And uh, and then you when, you when you're at checkout, you uh, put in warroom as the code at checkout and you'll get two thirds off of your initial shipment. Now, the reason people should take salty and I've been taking salty or the ingredient, uh, in salty for 18 years. Uh, and, uh, and I'm 73 years old. I just had my annual checkup. My uh, blood pressure is 115 over 63. And, uh, my cholesterol is my bad cholesterol is under a hundred. And when I started taking Salty uh, 18 years ago, my bad cholesterol was 130, and it dropped all the way down to 89, and it has and it has remained under 100 ever since. My blood pressure is fantastic, and I take zero prescription drugs. Um, kind if, of if, if you watch if you if you watch this show, you'll have high blood pressure. We need everybody healthy. So it's warroomhealth.com/slash warroom at checkout. You get two thirds off. Crom, thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks, it. Naomi, thank you. Naomi Wolf is next. Your head's going to blow up. And Eric Prince, all next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.